Thank you, Mayor of Hilo. <laughs> I love that name, Mayor. Okay, well, anyway, right now is the time we get to uh, uh, worship Christ in the forms of tithes and offerings on this, the Sunday Eve of Thanksgiving. So if the ushers would kindly prepare. This morning, uh, I'd like to share a, a personal thing that I'm thankful for to God and to a specific individual. About uh, 15 years ago, I used to be the youth leader here at uh, junior high ministry on Friday nights, and I was also a school teacher at Wyke Intermediate School. And every day, this cute little Okinawan boy would walk past my classroom with his ukulele in his hand. He's, and he, he always, he has always had his ukulele in his hand, and he always had this real serious expression. And that's a nice way of saying habutero or grouchy face. He always had a grouchy face on. But I figured, okay, one day, I just said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and invite this little Okinawan kid to church. So I did. And I told him, hey, you know what? We get video games and we get free food. And that was my pitch. And that's all I needed to tell him because he came every Friday night after that. And this is, this is him. You may, he may look a little familiar because he's the guy behind the keyboards right here. <laughs> So fast forward 11 years to 2016, God had just brought me out of a 10-year, almost a decade-long bout with depression, sickness, um, sin, and rebellion. And my son was 10 years old at the time, and he really, he really witnessed the worst of daddy. And although he knew that God had made me whole again, it was difficult for him to trust, and likely so. So my prayer was that God would send a godly man into his life that would love him, that would mentor him in the ways of the Lord. And that he did because um, this is a picture of Aaron, my son, and Jamie. They just came back from Elevate Youth Camp. And my son said, Daddy, guess who's my small group leader? And it was that little Okinawan boy that I brought to church 15 years ago. So, Jamie, thank you, brother. Thank you. We have so much to be thankful for. But the greatest thing that we get to be thankful for, that we can reserve in our hearts this morning, is we get to be thankful for God who gave his only son. And for Jesus, who gave it all, he gave his life. So happy Thanksgiving. Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord God. If there's, even if our lives are going chaotic right now, even if we're uh, facing bouts with depression or whatever it may be, Lord God, we can be thankful in the knowledge that you came down to this earth to save us, to die for us that we may live with you forever and eternity. So take this offering, Lord God, and these tithes and use it to multiply your kingdom so that every man, woman, and child would hear the gospel of Jesus Christ in this city. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we have a special treat. We have the, the mini marvels. They're, gonna, they're on their way up here and they're going to perform. Uh, actually, not perform. I shouldn't say perform. They're going to worship God this morning. And the Bible tells us that, you know, we should come to him with a pure and childlike heart, a childlike faith. And the Bible also says that, blessed are the pure at heart, 
for they shall see God. And let me tell you, these guys are the purest of heart. They are the best. They are the best. I love them. A couple years ago, I was able to uh, serve in the ministry and lead worship with these kids. And these guys are so much fun because they, they worship with no inhibition, no reservation. So right now, let us welcome the, the Mini Marvels. Blessings that God has bestowed upon us. Bringing out of stage. The many memories that I get to spend and have with my family. Family and friends. And we're thankful for the, the many blessings that we have. I'm thankful for my life in Jesus. For God and Jesus. I'm thankful for my family and my friends and my whole most God. I am thankful for that our home that gets provided from, for us and everything that we get to do. For the loving community that God has placed us in. For the challenges, for the hard times, 
for the bad things that have happened in my life because it, I've survived them, I've grown from them, and they help make me grateful for all of the things that God gives me. And I've learned over and over again that when I stop and I ask God and I listen to God, that the door is open and I'm a better person for it. Um, Jesus. Packing our shoebox. Mm. Having fun with my brothers. We're thankful for the food service ministry. And all the people we get to serve and love on. And Eugene. Yes, and Eugene. Yeah. I'm thankful for... I'm thankful for that I came to church and I learned about packing a shoebox and uh, learning a lot of stuff. My name is Jaden Kaihui and yeah, bye. So I came to say thank you, Lord, just for loving me. Many times I do forget all the needs that you have met. Oh, thank you, Lord. I know you're showing me. You were there when I was down and out, holding me. Your love is so amazing, and oh, it changed me. Here I am, with all I have, raise my hands to worship you. I want to say thank you, oh, thank you, for everything, for who you are, you cover me. I want to say thank you I could have died in my sin But you saved me Didn't have any hope at all You gave me peace divine Strength to carry on I should have been the one to pay But instead you took my place Amazing grace it's more than just a song And even though I don't deserve Your love for me You look beyond my faults And showed me mercy Here I am with all I have Raise my hands to worship you I want to say thank you Everything for who you are, you cover me and touch my heart. I wanna say thank you. I wanna say thank you for the sun. For the sun. Lord, we thank you for the
Here I am with all I have. Praise my hands to worship you. I want to say thank you. Say thank you, thank you, Lord. I wanna say thank you, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Oh yeah, thank you, Lord. I wanna say thank you. Say thank you. It's beautiful, wonderful job. I think whenever we can have that heart of thankfulness, not just because it's Thanksgiving, but every single day, then we're reminded what to be thankful for and who to be thankful for. Once again, can we thank them for just presenting a wonderful, wonderful reminder for all, all of us. And happy Thanksgiving. You know, this is the week we get fat -er. This is the week. Well, more than just Thanksgiving, it's really giving thanks to God because of all that he is. And sometimes we forget to be thankful for the things of God. So I'm, I'm grateful that we can be at a church in a place that we can all use our gifts to thank God in all that he does. And today we're continuing in our series. In fact, we are ending today's, uh, we're ending our series today talking about God's mission for me. And all of us have been given a mission by God. In other words, he saw our life from beginning to end. And because he could see everything, he knew our life story. So God doesn't waste a life story. He never wastes a hurt and neither does he waste a pain. So when we go through painful times, painful moments, even difficulties, God can use that, and he will, to bring him glory. But we have to be mindful of that. We have to know that God has a mission for all of us, that we have an assignment here on this earth. So if we look at our lives, all of our lives are going to have a different story. And God wants to use that story. There's a story in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, and if you know this story, then you, you'll have an idea of what we're going to be talking about today. But in this story, there was a, a garden that God planted called the Garden of Eden. And in that garden, that's where he had the two human beings, the first two human beings, Adam and Eve. And that's where he had them to be. And so we're going to look at remembering the garden. But there are two gardens. There's the Garden of Eden and then the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, that may be a new word for you if you're new or maybe you don't, you're learning about the things of God. And maybe that garden, the Garden of Gethsemane, might not be a familiar one to you. But that's okay. We're going to look at that and we're going to learn today about these two gardens and remembering about this garden and why it's so important. So when you came in, you were given some notes. You can take that out. Or if you use the church app, that's fine. It'll help you to follow along. But just think about remembering and remembering uh, the things that are important to us. Uh, don't you um, fall into this category of forgetting when someone like on the spot while you're with your spouse says, oh, how long have you been married? And like women can forget and it's forgivable. But if men forget, 
Oh my goodness, that is like a difficult day to continue on with. So you got to have that number in your pocket. You got to constantly be thinking about that number every single day. But we tend to forget sometimes. And we forget just letting the women know because we're so focused on being in love with you every day. It's such a great day. It's just a reason. All the guys are like, yeah, that's, that's the reason. That's the reason. But we forget about things. Sometimes we'll walk into a room, right? We walk into a room and then we stop and we're like, why am I even here? What did, what did I come in here for? And then you start thinking, what? why was I here? What did I come here for? And you have to backtrack. You have to go back and then retrace what you were doing. And hopefully by some miracle, you remember. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I came to brush my teeth. Shucks. Like you can't forget things like that. But we so easily forget certain things. Today and with today's technology, we don't even remember people's phone numbers anymore. Remember when we were growing up? We had to memorize our friends' numbers. Today, we just say, hey, Siri, call Sheldon. Or, oh, my phone is going to go off if I, okay, make sure. But we say those things and still on. We'll say these things so that it automatically calls. Or we'll just look up their name and then press dial. Hopefully, hopefully, you know your spouse's number. Just, che just checking if somebody's panicking right now because the wife is going to ask, you know my number, right, honey? Yeah, I know your number. What is it? Shh, we're focusing. <laughs> we're focus we focusing on the message right now. God's word today. God's word. I'll tell you later. We tend to forget, though, very easily. Adam and Eve forgot about something, and they forgot about something very important. Today, hopefully, we can be reminded about what we, can, what we should remember because we're going to look at three things to remember. God gave Adam and Eve some instructions, and God is going to give us some instructions today. When God created everything, he created everything in six days, and the humans were last. He created man out of dust, and then the woman out of the rib of man. Why did God do that? I do not know, but that's pretty creative. Imagine you going to a science fair. Yeah, how do you make that? That's amazing. It's like a living being. Oh, dust. You made that out of dust? Yeah, I just picked up some dust from the ground and I made this. Well, how, how did you make that? that it's a beautiful woman. Oh, from the rib of that person. It just doesn't make sense. It seems kind of weird, but that's what God did. God is a very creative God. Why he does things, we may never know. Why we go through what we go through, we may never know. Entering into the holiday season sometimes is painful because it's the first holiday season without a loved one, and we still ask God the question, why now? And even though we may not have all the answers, we do know the one who will remind us on a couple things today in how we can be thankful. You know, God gave Adam and Eve boundaries, and it says in the book of Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, that the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Now, God wasn't talking about you're going to eat the fruit and physically die right then and there. But what did happen is once the disobedience came in, now physically you, you let sin enter into your body and now, because of sin, your body is now going to decay. So every time you look in the mirror, you see a blemish, another wrinkle, white hair. Go back to Adam and say, you, Adam, 
because you disobeyed, we die. But not blaming Adam, all we're saying is there are things that were taking place from the very beginning that we're still dealing with today. And one of them is being forgetful. They couldn't eat from, they could have eaten from any tree in the garden except one. And that basic instruction, they not just, maybe they didn't forget, but they forgot why it was important. And not only did God say, don't eat from this tree, he also said, rest on this day. You know, the first day with human beings was the Sabbath. It was God resting from doing all of the work. And God saw everything and it was good. And then God rested on the seventh day. Adam and Eve's first day with God was rest. They rested with God. They talk about a first impression. Talk about getting to know their God. They didn't know God as some of us know him or think of him. And we think God is a judge out to get us and that he, he, he picks on us or he doesn't want us or he doesn't, he doesn't look at us with compassion or that he loves us. But that's what they experienced. They experienced the full love of God, his compassion and his grace and everything of God. That was their first impression of him. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, the woman, Eve, was being tempted by the enemy, the devil, the serpent, to disobey God, to eat from the tree. And the serpent said to her, I don't think God said that, did he? And the woman said to the serpent, no, we may eat from any of the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die, which... Eve added in, you shall not touch it. God didn't say for them not to touch it. He just said, do not eat from this tree. Now, why did God even put that tree there? Well, God gave us choice. He gave us a choice. And in order for us to love God, we have to choose that because love is an action. It's a verb. It's a choice that we make. We don't automatically love God. We choose to love God. That's what worship is. We choose to love him. But all that Adam and Eve learned and experienced were soon forgotten. And for some reason, just like Eve, sometimes we add to the word of God. Sometimes we add to what God has already spoken to us. Or maybe he has already given us an assignment, but then we add certain things. Or sometimes we have a tendency to forget what God has already spoken. So today, hopefully, we can come back to who God is and who he made us to be and be thankful for a couple of things. We're going to look at three. And, and we need to remember these three things. Here's the first thing, to remember God's grace. I'm so thankful for his grace. And as Pomai was singing earlier where she said his amazing grace, without God's grace, where would we be? So thankful for God's grace. Adam and Eve experienced the grace of God. That was the first thing they experienced. They experienced his grace and his love and his, his compassion as they walked with God. That was their impression. You know, studies show, social studies scientists, they will study us as social beings. And one thing they notice is that within 100 milliseconds, we make a decision about a person that we just met. That quickly. We're, we're that quick to make an assessment of someone, to judge them, or to at least come up with an idea of who that person is and who they're going to be to us. 
Sometimes you'll meet someone and then right after that, you'll, you'll say to someone like, oh man, that person's creepy. Or that person is joyful. Or like, man, that person's the most happiest person in the world. Like there are certain things that we pick up on in that first hundreds of a millisecond. We pick that up. And that's what Adam and Eve picked up with God. They picked up his grace, his love, his compassion. But then they soon forgot. And you might think, well, how, how quickly can they forget about the things of God, the grace of God? They were walking with God. They could see God. How could they forget these things? We forget people's names right after we meet them. I'm not talking about a day or an hour. Like the moment they say their name. It's like, good morning, my name's Sheldon. What's yours? Oh, my name is Anthony. Good to meet you. What was your name again? We forget so quickly. And God has to remind us. That's why he's given us his word. Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, it says that Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Now, why would the Bible even include that? Why would the Bible put this verse in there? Well, because they experienced his love, his security, his, his compassion, his friendship. That's what they experienced with God, his grace. They were so comfortable with God they didn't feel the need to hide. But when they sinned and disobeyed God, that's when they hid. We're, we're creatures of habit. And normally when we do something wrong, we try to hide it. But it's tough to hide when there's evidence. One time I came to my children and they were young I came to them and I noticed a lot of Hershey Kisses wrappers, like all over the place. I'm like, it's so easy to throw that away. It's only real tiny, just throw it away. So I just asked, I said, hey, any, anybody eat Hershey Kisses? There's wrappers on there. And my, my kids came up to me and I said, hey, did you guys? And I looked at their faces and all they had was chocolate on their faces. Now, <laughs> It's so easy for me to say, okay, you guys did it. But I, I wanted them to own up. So I said, hey, uh, did, you guys, did you guys eat the chocolates? There's uh, Hershey Kisses wrappers. Do you know what they both did? They both just pointed. <laughs> like, why are you? I mean, go look in. I, and I told them, go look in the mirror. And they looked in the mirror. And then I heard them, oh, man, you should have told me. And chocolate. It's, it's from a young age that we try to hide our wrongdoings. We try to hide because it's in our nature now, all the way from Adam and Eve. It's now in us. So even though we may have a tendency to remember certain things or forget certain things, there's one thing we need to remember. It's God's grace. Some of us have been hiding from God far too long. Here's the grace of God. He already sees you in all of your mistakes, in all of our mistakes, all of our sin, and he still loves us. That's his grace. See, when you're walking in God's grace, you don't need to hide anything because you're walking in his grace. John chapter 1, verse 17, in the New Testament, it tells us that the law was given by Moses, a man that God used in the Old Testament, but grace and truth came by Jesus Grace and truth. See, we don't receive the truths of God until we receive the grace of God. That's why grace came first and then truth. Jesus came with grace and then truth. Sometimes we just say, we just need to hear the truth. Yeah, but sometimes it's damaging. 
How about we come with grace first? Then when grace is given, truth can be received. That's how God does it. And if God does it that way, then we need to remember his grace. And not only do we receive his grace, but we also give his grace. Remember, remember God's grace. The second thing is to remember to be thankful. That's what this week is all about. I'm grateful that we have at least one holiday of the year to remind us to be thankful. I wonder if we would constantly remember to be thankful. I mean, I'm sure we would, but I wonder if we would. And if not for this holiday season, I wonder if we would just keep on going and forget to be thankful. See, when we're thankful, we don't add to God's word. We don't take away from his word. We don't subtract from his word or put on additional things because we're thankful. And when God speaks something to us, we're content, we're satisfied, we're grateful and secure in what God is already doing. And the reason why we add or subtract from what God has already spoken is we forget what he has already said. Have you ever been sitting down and, in fact, uh, I remember a time where Heidi and I went to this, it was like a, a restaurant with a lot of TVs and there were a lot of sports playing on the TVs. And we don't have cable, well, at that time especially, we didn't have TV, so I didn't watch any sports. So when I walked into that restaurant, I'm like, this is heaven. They have like 10 TVs, big TVs. And so we sit down, and, and I'm there with Heidi, and she goes, oh, I'm so excited we get to spend this time together. I'm like, yeah, we do. We get to, we get to, oh, we get to, we get to be alone together and just, Spend this time together. Time out, time out, time out. Yeah, it's whew, so good. Yeah. Yeah, oh, what, what am I going to order? Um, uh, I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll eat whatever. Um, I'll have uh, this, whatever that is. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll yes, whatever, whatever, uh, water. I'll have water. I'll have water. After a while, Heidi says, are you even listening to me? I said, yeah, I am listening to you. Well, what did I say? You're asking me what I was going to eat. Yeah, that was half an hour ago. What did I just say now? He's asking me what I said. (laughs) That's That's what you just said. So wives, thank you for the test of seeing if we're listening. But if you're going to ask if we're listening, I'm going to let you know right now. We're not. I'm so sorry. Forgive us. Please forgive us. And husbands, we try. We try so hard. We we, we do, we try. So just letting our wives know. We're going to work on this, right, guys? Just let them know right now we're working on this. If you're next to them, give them a little tap on their, their thigh and just say, working on it, honey, working on it. We're all together in this. And wives, thank you for your grace even right now because... I'm sure you're fighting sometime this week about this very same subject, maybe even coming to church. And right now, all is well. (sighs) Praise the Lord. Because Heidi's in the fellowship hall right now listening. We forget right after instructions are given. You know what I, (laughs) this one is tough. Honey, don't forget to... Because something, they say something like that. Like throw their clothes in the dryer. 
Don't forget to turn the stove off. Don't forget to move the car. And when we forget, the clothes stays in the washing machine for two days, then you gotta throw them away. <laughs> you don't move the car, it gets banged. So it, we forget quickly. But we, may we not forget to be thankful. We may forget many things, but let's not forget to be thankful. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 tells us to be thankful in all circumstances. Because I know for some of us, we might say to ourselves, how can I be thankful? These things are not going well. I need finances. I just got laid off. I got fired. We're going through some health issues. Our family is not doing well. So-and-so just passed away. How can I be thankful? Well, the Bible does say be thankful in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. In other words, God says there's still something to be thankful for in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Remember his grace. Remember to be thankful because thankful people are content people. We're grateful. And we don't forget about the things of God because we're thankful. In the book of Luke, chapter 22, verses 19 and 20, Jesus was with his disciples, and this is before he was going to the cross. Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. Think about it. Jesus knows what's going to happen. He knows he's going to die. He knows he's going to be executed, crucified on the cross, and he is still thankful. That's our Lord, our Savior. Talk about setting an example for us and being the role model of what thankfulness looks like. Like, we don't know what we're going to go through. We don't know what's going to happen, but Jesus did. In other words, how thankful would we be knowing that this is going to happen and it is tragic what's about to happen? Can we still be thankful? Jesus shows us and as, as an example how we can be thankful. He, he gave thanks and broke bread and gave it to his disciples. And he said this, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, we know this as communion. Communion is not about the elements. The elements are a reminder of who we're pointing to because Jesus said, remember me. Not remember how to do this, remember me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying that this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. The disciples didn't know what he was talking about. What do you mean that my body is given for you? My blood has been poured out for you? They had no idea what Jesus was about to do. He even told them what was going to happen. But they soon also forgot what Jesus said. So when Jesus goes through what he's going to go through right before the cross, they all forgot what he even said, that all of this must take place. And we're the same. We, we quickly forget about God and to be thankful and the instructions that he has given to us. The question is this, what instructions has God given to you to me, what has he given? What, 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 in, what instructions has he given to us regarding our relationship with him? Maybe spend time with him. Maybe, maybe it could be even attending church and, and getting into his word. It could be worshiping him. What instructions has God given already 
as a husband, as a wife, as a parent, in your relationship, in your family? What has he already spoken? Because we forget when God speaks something. I've been in church where God would speak something, and I'll be like, man, that's so good, and I write it down. But then I soon forget what he said. And thank God we write things down or we put reminders, but we, may we never forget about his grace to be thankful for all that he has done. This is why we have communion, which we're going to be receiving right after, uh, toward the ending of our service. We're going to receive communion today. But that's the question. What has God already spoken to us? Maybe he needs to remind us today to be thankful. But this is why we receive communion every so often. It's to remember the things of God, to remember everything that Jesus has done for us. Reminding us of his grace to be thankful. And then the last thing about his faithfulness. And you can write that in. Remember God's faithfulness. So on the night before Jesus was to be betrayed, he was in the garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus prayed three times, Father, can this cup be taken away from me? What Jesus was saying is, is there another way? Do I have to go to the cross? And then he said this, but not my will, your will be done. Three times he prayed that. That was the garden of Gethsemane. See, there are two gardens, and we have a choice which garden we'll remember. The first garden, the garden of Eden, is the fall of man. We're reminded of our past sins. The second garden, the garden of Gethsemane, is where Jesus struggled, yet that is where the life-giving spirit came from. And our future. The Garden of Eden, our past sins. The Garden of Gethsemane, the hope and future for all of us. See, Adam had one nature, humanity. And, but he had the possibility of disobedience and eventually dis, he did disobey God. And after the sin of Adam and Eve, animal sacrifices were brought to God because Blood needed to be shed to pay for the sins of man. But animal sacrifices could not take away the sin that Adam and Eve committed, which progressed and was passed on to the human race. God, God had to have perfect human sacrifice in, in place of sinful human nature in order for us to have this relationship with him. In other words, in our sinful nature, we cannot have a relationship with God. So someone needed to pay the price for sin in order for us to be cleansed from all unrighteousness so that we could come to a righteous God, a holy God. That's what Jesus did. In the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22, it says, For as in Adam all die, in Christ all will be made alive. If you've ever felt empty or dead on the inside, depressed, or even without or alone, life is found in Jesus Christ. Now, you may be a believer, and you're thinking, but I'm a believer. I know Jesus Christ. Why do I still go through these things? Why? Because of our human nature. You see, our spirit gets saved, but our flesh is still attached to us. So we still deal with the humanity that has been given to us the human side of us. See, we don't forget we're Christian sometimes. We forget we're human. Once we forget we're human, 
then we think we can live with perfection. Now, because of Jesus Christ, when God sees us, he does see perfection because we've been washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so it is written in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 45 through 48, that the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, a life-giving spirit. So the Bible is comparing Jesus and Adam, calling Jesus like that second Adam, like we have a second opportunity, a second chance with our relationship with God. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. So Adam came first, which was the natural man, humanity, and after that, the spiritual, which is Jesus Christ. The first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And that's you and I, all human beings. And as is the heavenly man, which is Christ, so also are those who are of heaven. In other words, even though we have humanity attached to us, God gave us an opportunity to have the spirit of his nature also in us. I'll illustrate it just real easily. The earth. This is our earth. And this is man. We sinned, so we are separated from God. There's a separation. But because Jesus didn't come from the earth, he came from heaven, and now that he lives in us, we have direct access to God because of what Jesus has done. Sometimes we feel that we cannot come to God, but he says, no, do not forget about my grace. Be thankful, and always remember that I'm going to be here for you. Why? Because I am faithful. I am faithful. Let's remember the faithfulness of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21 tells us that therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, things, new things have come. Now, all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us, committed to us. He has committed to us. In other words, he's faithful. He has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I'm going to ask Jamie to come to the keyboard. and I want us to pray together because the Bible tells us that... We have all sinned. We fall short of the glory of God. But thanks be to God that he sent us Jesus. So now we have direct access to God through Jesus Christ. That as we pray together, I want to, I want to speak to those who do not know Jesus Christ today. Maybe you know a little bit about him, but you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior. And at the same time, even for those of us who do know Jesus Christ Let's, let's remember his grace and how faithful he is and to be thankful so that as we live our life, no matter what takes place, we're in his grace. We're, we're reminded of his faithfulness. That's where thankfulness comes from. So you bow your heads with me and we'll, we'll pray together. Lord, we just, we, we thank you first of all for all that you're doing. 
I pray right now for anyone here that if they don't know you, they've never accepted you into their hearts, that they would do so right now. And if you're here today and you're saying, I've never given my heart to Jesus, I want to give you this opportunity. I'm going to say a prayer. And as we say this prayer together, you're going to mean it with all of your heart. And although I say the words and you follow the words that I'm saying and you repeat after me, just know that God hears your voice. He hears your prayer. And if you want to receive Jesus, repeat after me and mean it with all your heart. And here's our prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising from the grave to give me eternal life. Forgive me of my sins and wash me clean and make me into the person that you created me to be. In Jesus' name I pray. And if you just said that prayer for the very first time with your heads bowed and eyes closed, could you just lift a hand real briefly and you're saying, I just said yes to Jesus. Don't be ashamed. God sees it. He hears it. He knows your prayer. And the reason why we say to lift your hand is to let your human nature know that your spirit has authority over your flesh. If you said yes to Jesus, just hold your hands up. I want to pray over you. Okay? Okay? God sees you. Okay? Yeah. Be bold. Yeah. I'll give you some time because I know you're battling with it. Okay. God sees you too. You can put your hands down. Lord, I pray over these that said yes to you. I pray that they would not just make a decision and think that that's it, but that they would remember your grace to be thankful and your faithfulness because from this day forward, everything changes all the way into eternity. So I ask for your blessing on them. Maybe you're a believer and you're here today and you're saying, Lord God, thank you for the reminder. I will remember the Garden of Gethsemane and all that you have done for me. If that's you as a believer, would you just lift your hand and you're saying, God, thank you for the reminder today. Yeah, that's us, Lord. Thank you for the reminder of your grace, your faithfulness, and to be thankful. You can put your hands down. Lord, that's our prayer today. Thank you for setting us free and for showing us the way. We pray this in Jesus' name we all said together, amen. I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward. Let me just give you some instructions as they pass out the juice and the bread. When you take the cup, there's a top tab that you're going to peel. And I've got to give you some instruction. And you're going to take out the bread. It's on the top. And then you're going to open the bottom tab. Be careful because it may spill. So just take your time. And you're going to open the bottom and then you can leave the, the tabs on, and then you're going to drink from it. And when Jesus gave us this, what we call communion, to remember him by, it wasn't about the elements. Oh, he uses the elements to remind us about the body that has been broken for us and the drink. But he's also, he's also saying, do not forget about me. Do not forget about me. So remember his grace. And if you ever forget about his grace, go back to the cross. Or if you doubt his grace or if you doubt what he has done, go back to the cross because he paid the price for our sins on the cross. And when his body was broken for us, he was flogged, he was whipped. And then he was nailed to the cross. A crown of thorns were placed on his head. 
not to crown him as king, but they crowned him to mock him because he is the king of all kings. But once again, let's remember, he is no longer wearing a crown of thorns. He is wearing the crown of life, crown of righteousness. He is the king of all kings. Let's not forget who we serve and that his body was broken for us. Would you take the bread together? And then he took the cup after supper and he said, this, this represents my blood that has been shed for all sin. In other words, the sins that we have committed, he has forgiven us for. So whenever you go through a difficult time or maybe you've, you, you've sinned, maybe you're doing something right now and God is reminding you that, you have, that he has a better life for you, that when you drink this, the Bible says that it's reminding you of all that he has done and the forgiveness of sin. Would you take the cup together? We're going to take a moment to pray one more time because the Bible does say when we receive communion to examine ourselves. To examine ourselves. So let's just take a moment. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. We're going to bow our heads for a little while. Let's examine our hearts and let's Settle in in the presence of God. So, Lord, we do right now. We, we just check our hearts. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us. If there's anything in us, Lord, that still needs to be cleansed or reminded of, can you do that right now and just wash us? And if there's anything in us, Lord, create in us a clean heart, renew us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 tells us that if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you ever forget to be thankful to God, go back to this scripture because this should cause us to remember his grace, to be thankful, and to remember his faithfulness. Can you say amen to that? Can we welcome all these that said yes to Jesus this morning?